back to the Nationals Review, the official podcast of NationalsReview.com. My name is Cole, and I'm not alone. I have nothing rhyming. Sounds like stone. Charlie's like, <laughs> yeah. Nice try. That's good. Really good effort. I've never been a rapper guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. It's still a good intro. Good work. Good effort. Thank you. Um, how you doing? Uh, how am I doing? Things are good. Lots of sports on, so it's like, it's a huge reading part of my day. Um, <laughs> Too yeah. many sports, like, you just, you can't eat. There's not enough hours in the day to deal with all sports. I mean, there's so much more. And then you got two other leagues that are, like, about to start, too, and new lineups. and uh, you know. Somebody, Grant and Danny were talking about, I don't even know what they were talking about because I'm in an office and I don't listen, but I was looking on Twitter, and they were like, oh, 9.30 game for NFL or college football or something in the morning is a terrible idea. They should all be at, like, 1, 4, and 8. <laughs> and I was like, the perfect time for sports is at 9 p.m., until and they should end at 11 p.m. Yeah, and then that'd be great. And then my kids are asleep. Yeah. My wife is like upstairs in bed watching Housewives or something. Right. And I can just watch sports on the big TV. And no one bothers for, you for two hours. And then like at 11, I start to get tired and the game can end. Right. Like that's what I want with all sports. All that would the time. be amazing. Like I would even take 11:30 in that situation. Right yeah. And I'd, I in 8:30 start. And if if things and if I can catch it good, and if I miss the first half hour, that's okay too. Right. 8:30 to 11:30. I'd be willing to open yeah. my aperture a little yeah, bit. Open up a little bit. <laughs> Call um, me. You have a you have a drink? I do. Today I'm actually I'm back on beer again, like a, a red blood American and. Uh, New Belgium Fat Tire is back in my house. Oh, a good, a good fall beer. It a little is. Am, a little amber air. Amber ale with a little red bike. The first time I had this, I went to school in Colorado uh, in 1997. And everyone was like, oh, you got to have the beer around here. And they're like, it's Fat Tire. And I had it. And of course, it was the greatest thing I'd ever drank in my life. And that I'm was like, back like, before... Before it was available elsewhere. It was not I available think, in this area. It was not like this, like, bottle looks. The old school label was amazing. Yeah. Do you know when the first time I had Fat Tire was? I would assume 2005, 2004. Uh, it, I was with you the first time I had it. Really? In Las Vegas, Nevada uh, for uh, our buddy S.A.'s bachelor party. That was the first time. I was somewhere where it was appropriate to drink beer, and I was six. of age to drink beer, and right. we were somewhere that served fat tire because at the right. time it was still, yeah, it was. It certainly wasn't in. I was living in New York, and it was not in D.C. or New York. So I mean, it might not have been to the East Coast yet. I don't know, but I tried it, and I was like, "Wow, they people are right. It is very good." Yeah, no, it it's was still like, on my list of uh, you know like go tos. Every fraternity party there is basically kegs of that, too, which is crazy. That's insane, though, because we had, like, the crappiest beers because people – I mean, good for them, and but that's what no I'd rather – we had breweries, like – Yeah, but it wasn't just that. It's people were like, what is the closest thing you have to water oh. in terms of taste? You know, it's like Miller yeah, Lite, Bud Lite. It's given me uh, – what you call it, where I have to take, like, a pill for my uh, – Heartburn. It gave me like <laughs> one of those whatever thing it is that I have to take. That time period of my life, I'm drinking all that terrible beer. 
Uh, also, it's because you're old, and yeah. it might just be because you're old. Well, that's <laughs> debatable. Um, just what stop drinking that. Um, I'm actually out of beer. Wow. I'm going to I'm going to the beer store. Well, okay, so we have like a ho- one lone Ho Garden in the fridge. Oh, okay. Which, which and... by the way, their marketing totally turned up to eleven. Now, have you noticed that? No, but I'm a big fan of it. I've always liked it. It's it's a good, inexpensive sort of white ale. But it's just not the – to me, it's like it's not the right – it's wet and gross out, and I just yeah. didn't want to drink it. Um, and uh, I believe there is a remaining, um, like, cider, one of my wife's ciders. Like, it's just like a couple of summer beers left over. Um, and so I got to go to the beer store. Well, you but, know what today is, by the way, which is kind of sad now that you don't have something. What is it? I think it's National Drink of Beer Day. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud, I'll have to drink the Garden after this. Let's see. Let me make sure that Google is already searched, and it's Wednesday, September 28th, National oh, no. Drink of I'm going to have to finish my drink that I have and then have a beer. I love so, how the internet has made all these holidays. Anyway. I do have a drink, though. Oh, so you have made up for it. Okay. So what do you have? I oh, have. Wait, can I guess? You can guess, but I don't think you're going to get it. Really? Oh, so you say that, now I know that it's definitely a wine. No. Oh! Not a wine. Wine cooler? <laughs> Bartles and James. No. Uh, then I would have guessed, like, whiskey or something, or, like, Maker or something like that. No, it is a rum. I have a dark rum. Oh. And it is called Diplomatico Reserva Exclusiva. <laughs> Do you have that because you were making a drink like a nope? I bought it. Stormy. It is not a mixing rum. It is a sipping rum. Wow. I went to somewhere and got a rum flight and tried like three different rums, and this one was amazing. And I don't really drink dark rum. Right. I don't really drink much rum. Except for except for in like fruity, uh, you know, fruity summertime pool drinks. Right. Um, but you know, dark rum, it's like, it's kind of like bourbon, it's in my ties, right? I can it's in a lot of things, yeah. but I don't drink it much. And, um, anyway, I, I tried two and they were fine, whatever. And then I tried one. I was like, this is delicious. And the guy's like, it's amazing. And they sell it at the Montgomery County liquor stores. It's like 33 bucks a bottle, wow. but you got to find it. And blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I bought it. Um, and it is actually, it's like 15-year-aged rum. It's in a bottle that looks like a brandy bottle, kind of. Right. And it's really, really good. And it's from Venezuela. So Do you in honor, chilled or? In honor of Wilson Ramos, I am oh. drinking this. Do you drink it chilled or is it room temperature? No. I mean, you could, but I'm not. Interesting. But it is delicious. Delicioso. I, could, I don't think I've had rum in a long time. I just remember a long, long, long time ago, me and Captain Morgan set sail, and I never want to go with it. Oh, again. see, I don't, I don't like spiced rum, oh, like, at all. Like, it's awful. Even in college when I would drink, like, anything you put in front of me, oh. like, Captain and Coke was not my thing. I just don't like the spiced rum. This is, this is dark rum, but it's not spiced rum, and it's a little sweet. There's, like, sweetness to it. Um but it is delicious, and the next time you come over, I'll, have to try I'll let you have a sip. All right. Because this is a bottle that gets hidden in the back of the liquor oh, cabinet. Oh, it's one of Cause them. Because it's, it's over, it's like more than $25. So it just <laughs> isn't, not just anybody gets to drink it. Of course. Um, so speaking of Wilson Ramos. Yes. 
did you did you watch it happen or did you just hear about it? Uh, I did not see it live. I cannot yeah. say I had the pleasure. I, I did see it on Sports Center multiple times. I'm I'm sort of always in the presence of Twitter, so I didn't see it happen. But then I heard about it, and then I you know like right. went back and saw it. So yeah, uh, pretty awful. Pretty awful pretty for him. For terrible timing. Yep. Um, but you know, uh, I guess if you want to look at sort of what you know, I guess what, it's not the what does it the, mean the brighter side. What does it mean to him? Well, I mean, you know, I don't want to get too much into the contract and stuff like that. But like, right. he's a free agent, so I don't know what it means for him because. It could be six months. I've heard six months. I've heard 12 months. I, I don't know how long it takes to recover. He's not going to get a huge contract right now, right. which is he was going to get a big contract. So, right. No, that's what the Nats offered him. There was no oh, way he was going to. On the table, like he could have gotten it. Yeah. That's what the Nats offered him before he got hurt. Right. I'm thinking he was probably going to get. If he did three years, it wouldn't be 10. It would be more like 15 to 20 per, you know, seven, six, 15, 16, 17. He would have gotten more like, he? uh, he's like 29. <sighs> so, you know, catchers don't tend to get super long deals. Right. Um, Definitely which is a three year deal. Right. And so, you know, I think he'll be 29 next year, at, oh. you know, an injury prone guy who just hit really well for the first time this year. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but he certainly would have gotten, you know, 15 a year. Right. Um, but anyway, I don't know what it means for him. I don't know if he's going to get signed. Right. Uh, the Nats aren't going to give him a qualifying offer unless they're like positive. He's going to be healthy. Right. But I think they have to figure that out. Yeah. But that's next year. I think. Yeah. So for him, you just got to hope. What? It's just (laughs) disappointing. Well, okay. So. The, the thought is that Lobatone and Severino will replace him. Okay. Um, Lobatone is a good defensive catcher. Yeah, he's great. a little banged up, but handles the staff uh, incredible. By the way, that needs to be said. Yeah, and um, in terms of like pitch framing, mm-hmm. he's considered better than Ramos. Okay. So, good. you know, I, I, what's that worth? I mean, is the pitching staff going to like throwing to him I better? Mean, I don't know. They throw to Ramos all the time. They're probably really comfortable with Ramos. That being true, said, true. a few borderline calls here and there, and maybe they don't care about comfort that much because they're just going out and trying to mow people down in the playoffs. And maybe defensively for run prevention, maybe it works out better. Um, certainly for run scoring, it's a it's a loss though, offensively. Um, but, like, keep in mind, too, this is sort of backhanded optimism or whatever, but, like, yeah, he has like an 850 OPS for the season, but since the All-Star break it's like a 760 or something like that. Like he hasn't been the Ramos of the first half is a different guy than the Ramos of the second half. He just wasn't hitting as well. And so can can a guy like Lobatone hit 750 OPS? Yeah, that's a little more realistic. I mean, he probably won't get to be that caliber but I mean, the numbers themselves over the playoffs are it's all, it's such a small sample size, but he probably won't be a 750 OPS caliber hitter, but he might be like a 700. So maybe the drop off isn't as big as you think. I think the big issue is that even as a 750, 760 OPS player, like Ramos always had that possibility of like hitting three home runs over the course of five games uh, or 
hitting six double, you know, whatever it is. And Lobotone is just not going to do that. So that's a little disappointing. Um, you may see, so Lobotone's a switch hitter and he's less comfortable right now from the right side because, um, because of some lingering injuries. So Severino's a righty. So the two of them may platoon where Lobotone faces the lefties and Severino faces the righties. The problem with that is the first two pitchers the Nats are going to face are lefties. So I don't think you're going to get Severino in the first two games. Right. Uh, but maybe you get Lobotone in game one and Severino in game two, unless Lobotone is awesome. I don't know. But now, my, my, when you say that, though, are you saying, like, you're going to get more defensive-wise type player in Lobotone while you'll get more offensively with Severino? No, Severino is not a special offensive player by any means and may not be. He's a he's kind of like a Lobotone, only younger. Oh, great. He's a really good defensive catcher. The problem with that is, well, the other problem with that is he's 22. So, like, he's good defensively. He's got an arm. He's probably just not experienced enough to be a great pitch framer. He's probably not experienced enough to be great with the calling of the game. But the pitchers will help him out. So my guess is Lobatone plays the majority of the time. But, you know. Severino has been up for not many at bats and, you know, has done well. So maybe they, maybe if Lobotone goes 0 4, they, they try Severino out. Or maybe if they just uh, want to give Lobotone a day off after, you know, doesn't want to do two in a row. Yeah, I mean, Severino's only had like 25 at bats or something. And he's, you know, hitting over, he's probably like, uh, got hits in like a third of his at bat. So like right. in in the very minimal time he's been up, he's he's hit the ball. But I mean, you can't really judge anything on that. So what does that mean now for the back of the lineup? Well, so that's a good way to ask it because like when you look at the front of the lineup, yeah. it's still the same. Like their top five guys, assuming everybody's healthy and is hitting. And that could be assumptions with Murphy and Harper. I don't know. I'm just going to assume they're healthy right? because what else can you do? But, I mean, if you have Turner and Worth as your first two guys getting on base, which is what they've been doing, and then you have that followed up with Murphy and Rendon and Harper, that's a really good top five. So good. The problem is, like you said, the back. So it's, yeah. a, it's a real lack of depth Who is there. It? We need a solid. Well, so here's the thing. My thought is, and I actually wrote about this today on the Masson, on Masson Sports, mm-hmm. um, the guy that needs to replace Ramos is Zimmerman. Like, yes. that's the guy who's got to step up. And Zimmerman's had a good week after a horrible year. Right. And he's actually, he had so like, good. he had, I think the number was seven hits over the last five games. Right. Wow. That's and great. He, he hasn't done that all, all since like, May. Fine. So, okay with that. So, again, what you're talking about is can Zimmerman be a 750, 800 OPS guy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he can with a little bit of good luck on hard hit right. ground balls. But if it's more than just good luck and he's actually, like, not just hitting grounders and he's hitting some line drives, like, he could easily do that. Right. Um, we don't know if he will. 
but I we've talked about this before. Zimmerman had a great August and September last year. Mm-hmm. So it is not ancient history that Zimmerman can hit. Mm-hmm. He just he hasn't done it all year, so to expect it is is foolish. But to write it off is probably foolish as yeah, well. So I agree. That's what that's what you got to hope for, and that's what you keep talking about, right? What do they need to do to win? Yeah, they need to get hot at the right time. They got to get and hot. So, and it doesn't have to be this week. It has to be next weekend. Next weekend. <laughs> it doesn't like they're keep in mind, Colm, They're going to have like five days off. Whoa. So even if they're hot this week, I don't know how much it translates. They just need to, you know get hot at the right time. And if Zimmerman's doing it and the top five guys in the lineup just do their normal thing and Zimmerman's hot. And quite frankly, it's Zimmerman or Espinoza that has to get hot. Right. And both of those guys are capable of doing it just easily getting. I mean, we've seen Espinoza going to runs where you're just like, Oh my God, he's the best player shortstop in baseball when he's right. And, and you know, he's got a, it's like it's good and bad, right? He's a much better hitter from the right side, yes. and he's going to face righties in the first two games, or lefties in the first two games, so he's going to be righty. Right. The problem is the guys he's facing are Kershaw right. and Rich Hill, who have been both, you know, they both are amazing. So, you know, hopefully he can run into one and hit a couple home runs, or Zimmerman. Zimmerman actually has really good career numbers. They all, uh, all their righties, uh, except uh coincidentally Ramos I think have pretty good numbers against Kershaw like anybody with like more than 15 at bats which is still a really small sample and it's spread over years so what does it matter but like Worth and Zimmerman and Murphy all have like good numbers against him um Worth I think has uh Zimmerman I think has the best right and so you know if Zimmerman and Murphy and Worth and Rendon has good numbers too. I mean, I, I put the number. They're they're small. It's like twenty five at bats. But like, yeah, if those guys get some hits oh against Shaw, you know, I feel like if Turner, right? Rendon, and Worth are like on fire, then everything else is gravy. Yeah, I, you know, I <sighs> I almost look at it like what what good things could happen. Like Turner, I think will still have Kershaw's so good. Yeah. That like a guy, he should be able to dominate Turner because Turner's so young and Turner's still fooled by, you know, good pitch mix and all this stuff. But like, and Kershaw's great, so he should be able to dominate everybody. But the guys who could do well are the guys in the middle of the lineup, and that includes Zimmerman. So that's what you got to hope for. Yeah. I mean, both of these, right, you're going to have ace versus ace. So like, you can say like Kershaw is the best and... You know, and yet the middle of the lineup, the guys with power have good numbers against him. So you never know. It's the same thing. Like Scherzer is the best. Scherzer right now might might win the NL Cy. Yeah. Like, I would agree yes. With that. And that's because Kershaw was hurt. And yes, yeah. Kershaw is the best guy and the yeah. best pitcher in baseball. But, you well, know. He didn't play. <laughs> well, Scherzer is a top five pitcher in all of baseball right now. And so, you know, Scherzer. Scherzer could just as easily shut the the Dodgers down as as Kershaw could shut a team down, shut the Nats down. Um, But the same thing that you can point to these holes and, well, maybe this will happen to Kershaw. 
It's like, well, maybe this will happen to Scherzer. Scherzer's given up a few too many home runs. Scherzer pitches better against righties than lefties, and they're a very lefty-heavy team. So, I mean, you just got to go out there and kind of, like, hope your ace pitches like an ace. Right. And if that happens, you know, then maybe well, the Nets score enough. This is an amazing transition because I want to go straight to pitching because that's where, I mean, the drama is going to all be, in my opinion. I mean, when you're going to see Scherzer versus Kershaw, I mean – could you ask for better baseball, in my opinion? No. And then you're going to see you're going to see anybody who's like a major, major baseball fan, like Roark, who has... Oh, my God. He's of, their number two, in my opinion. Well, he has one of the best stories in all of baseball. After what happened last year, after how he disappeared, he was thrown out of the rotation. He was terrible when he pitched. Is basically like, was in the Cy Young conversation. This year and has been their their second best pitcher versus a guy in Rich Hill who was literally pitching an independent ball last season. I mean, it's just two of the best pitching. You know, Rich Hill's got to be the comeback player of the year. Oh, easily. There's nobody who can touch that. And Roark's story is like something. I'll never forget when you got us to go to that event. And the head of scouting for the Nats was just like, when someone asked the question, was you the ex question about Tanner Roar? No, I don't think I asked right. about Roar. Well, someone asked it. And he was oh, yes, like, I did. Cause, right. Cause, but I asked the baseball prospectus guys. Yeah. Is this, yeah, yeah. And he said, That's, wasn't one of the guys the head of scouting? He was just like, we just can't explain it. No one can explain it. No, no, no. It was. Who was it, it was. We, he there were two panels and one of the panels was the Nats guys and right. somebody asked him about Roark and he said, he's awesome. He's better than we thought he would be kind of thing. Yeah. And I asked the baseball prospectus guys first, I think, what do you thought, think of him? And they're all like, look, he's just not this good. Like he'll regress like blah, 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 blah. And like, there was just, and that's not because they were, they didn't know his name or they were like prejudging him on, right on just like his quote unquote stuff. It's cause like he did not do this in the minors. No. And he's doing this in the majors and has been doing it in the majors now for two full seasons with a break in the middle for 2015. So, I mean, just the, the Roark and Hill matchup is such a great story. Right. And then, so this then what's three? That's the question. And so, you get, so game one is aces. Right. Game two is people, comeback people who comeback stories, two guys that have been aces this year. I mean, yeah. it, it, with a broad definition of aces, like they have been great. We're going to get paid. The man needs to get paid. Yeah, he'll get paid, but they still have control of him for a few years. So I don't know, worry about it. Sad. Well, I'm happy about it. Um, I'm happy, yeah. And then game three is going to be like the the back of both of these to- rotations are are question marks. So like games three and four for the Nats are like Geo and Ross or Cole, right. and like for the Dodgers, you know Kent Ameda yep. is going to be I assume the game three start. Yeah, um, but he's not. He's so streaky. And he's got he's got great stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, great stuff and streaky. Who does that sound like? Well, Gil Gonzalez is you know is going to finish the season with a not great ERA. No, but you know he's also going to have like a strikeout in inning. Right, and, and so he can turn it on sometimes. So yeah, and so like you know Kent Ameda is is okay. He's got you know. It's got a better ERA, but some of that is park. And then, like, 
And then you have like I think Casimir got hurt trying to come back. Like, right. uh, however you pronounce their young guy's name, Urias or Urias. Urias, uh, yeah, Urias. Urias? You know, like Urias. And then I mean, Brandon McCarthy's in the mix. So like, oh, who? God. Yeah. So like, their fourth is about as clear as as the Nats' fourth. So it's really interesting how these teams match up pitching wise. There's a lot of similarities, um, especially if you if you kind of put aside the fact that Kershaw is the best in the world and you put aside that fear of him and realize, like, if you were a different team playing the Nats, you would not want to have to face Max Scherzer. Yeah. And so, I agree. Um, yeah, it's just, it's an intriguing matchup from the pitching perspective. In yeah, a lot. I'm super excited for the matchup. Plus, I didn't want to play the Cubs in the first round anyway, so. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, you know, we we talked about this before, but the Geo situation is like he has been the best starting pitcher on the Nats against left-handed batters. True. And the Dodgers are going to run out like five, six left-handed batters. So right. um, what that means, you know, it means hopefully Geo can get enough of the righties out and neutralize the lefties that he actually looks good. Right. Uh, yeah, because I went back, actually. Cause let's I, see. Everyone was talking about the our record against them this year was five and one. So I went back and looked at the five games that they won, and I mean one. I I remembered like two of them. I think that like watching them, but like of all of them, I was just like, you know what? I'm not worried. It wasn't our best lineups. It wasn't our best pitching. Hey, I'm scared. I don't think there's any reason to be frightened of a team like the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are sort of like the Nats. They're a little good at everything. They have some flaws. Um, they're not the Cubs. The Cubs are clearly a dominant team. Um, but even against the Cubs, you know, uh, none of these teams win more than like 60% of their games. Right. It's just not the way baseball works. So. Also, second round of the playoffs to me feels so different because you're just locked into playoff mode at that point. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what it's like, Colm, to be in the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> you know, the Nats are banged up, and if they don't make it past the first round this year, people are going to talk about, oh, yeah, they they can never make. It. But it's like they're not playing a team that they're going to be heavily favored against. Right. Luis I don't. Ramos know. to me was a huge, massive blow because that guy. Not only was he. Just so hot this year, but so important to our lineup at the back. Yeah, the I, I think oh. it's I, I think it's a big deal. I think it's possible that it gets you know that be, that Zimmerman makes it uh, yeah, like makes said, them forget it. Yeah, uh, the solutions you gave are like perfect. I also like the think initial reaction was like, oh my god. But I I also think that like if they win the series, people are going to be like they did it for Ramos, and if they lose, they're going to be like they just missed Ramos too much. Right. It's like true. if they win, it'll be like he his loss fired them up, and if if they lose, it'll be like well they just couldn't do it without him. And so you know it's too. like yeah, and it's also like did he have that much of an impact? Whatever happens, I don't know. We'll see. Right. Um. Uh, I I just think they they just have to uh, they just gotta take it one game at a time, Cole. Yeah, right, exactly. But wait, also let's uh, not forget before we talk more about the playoffs, we lost, and I think you would probably agree with me. Probably the future of the pitching as a, a like this guy Jose 
Jose yeah. Fernandez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would I mean, you agree? he's the future one of pitching. One of certainly one of my favorite pitchers to watch, if not my favorite pitcher to watch outside of the Nats. And, and, um, probably one of my favorite players period, even though I tend to like watching position players more. Um, but yeah, I, when he died, I said it was like the, I forget exactly what I said, but it was like, I can't remember a player that had like such a combination of talent and like results and like enjoyment of the game. Yeah. Like he was clearly just having a blast every time he played. And, uh, you know, everybody's, they, they enjoy playing baseball. They all do. But like, he was clearly having fun while he was doing it. And, it, you know, you talked about the future of pitching. I think he, I think he should have been the the face of baseball for the next ten years, like a David Ortiz, like a big poppy John type. Like, <laughs> you know, I just think you know you you could see him being like they were starting to realize like he should be the marketing one of the marketing faces of baseball. That that he's totally behind that. That good, and he was that fun, and it's just sad that we won't get to see. What he did, I mean, he had one of the best in terms of ERA or ERA plus, so like adjusted for era and, and park and all that. Like one of the top 20 or so all time for people under the age of, of 24 or under the age of 25 that had played that much. And so, I mean, you remember before the surgery, he came out and he was just incredible. Incredible. I remember when you and me first saw him, we were like blown away how good he was. <laughs> and he he went off, had Tommy John surgery, and then came back and was incredible again. And if you look at his, if you look at like his baseball reference page, it's like four seasons of like amazing pitcher, Cy Young caliber ability. And just like the middle two seasons have a few less games because he was injured from halfway through one year and came back halfway through the other. Right. But like there was no, it's only four seasons, but at no point in those four seasons you go, Oh, that year wasn't so good. Right. Like no, starting at age. And, and, and these are, and what's incredible with that is that is age 20 and 21 and 22 or whatever, tw- you know, like, yeah, 20, 21, 22 and 23 seasons basically. And so to do all those and never have a year where like you go, ah, that one, he struggled a bit. Right just amazing just truly i don't think people realize how good he was i mean exactly he's so young no i mean the guy that i kind of think of um in terms of just like raw talent to start the career was like lincecum because like you know lincecum came out if i remember and he was just like Like he started out unhittable and Lincecum was weird and had a weird delivery but like like uh Fernandez it's sort of like it was a almost a personality to him right and uh I think Lincecum was a little was older but if I remember like Lincecum had like an okay rookie year and then like his next two years he won Cy Young's and then like and then he had like two more years and then he's turned into what he is now which is a guy that's like not really that good right so i think he had like four amazing these arms i mean anyway let's not not take anything away from jose fernandez i don't know lincecum's like five foot ten like i don't know if that was if he was meant to pitch like true true 
uh, to pitch like, you know, maybe that's a guy that if they could do it over, they would have, well, I'm sure they would be fine because he won World Series and all that. But right. uh, maybe like if the doctors could do it over, they would say, yeah, that guy's body should, he should be a closer, not a starter with Lincecum. I, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, but like, you remember how like he would step like, uh, he had like a longer step than any pitcher ever. So oh, yeah, he's right. just doing weird things with his body that probably weren't good. But, but yeah, I mean, Fernandez, it's one of those things where uh, I'm sure a million people have said it, but like you take it for granted that, True. oh, I didn't go see. It's like when, I don't know, when Trout comes to town next year, we should go watch Trout because sure. like, what if you couldn't like, I think they're playing the Angels next year and it's like, we should go because it's a chance to see Trout. And what if we never get that chance again? That's true. What if I never so, saw Jeter? I would hate myself. I I came to – I went to Nats Park specifically to catch, like, old Ichiro just because I'm like – I, When I lived in New York, I saw Ichiro a couple times a year. But I'm like, I got to watch him play again. And he barely played and he was, you know – I saw him this year play. It was so great. But it's like you got you to gotta see – you got to see other players that are awesome. So I wish I had more time. You know, I wish I had seen Fernandez more because he was that fun. And and I didn't even like. It's one of these things. Like looking back now, I'm like, oh yeah, I really did love watching him. But I never like internalized that much until after he's gone. How much? Paul O'Neill play. How much I enjoyed watching him pitch. I saw a lot of Paul O'Neill play. But I love Paul O'Neill. Yeah, we will. We will definitely miss watching. We'll definitely miss watching Fernandez play and just kind of reminds you not to to take for granted any of this any of these guys how good they are how much fun it is and just to remind you like you know this is a game and it's supposed to be fun and he had so much fun and i wish there was a player i could think of that has as much fun as him or that clearly yeah that's the closest thing probably is big poppy all right so before we go let's talk let's just give a little bit of uh should we give it on the whole league postseason wise or? Well, uh, there's still, there's still a race. I, you know, we talked about it before Mets look like they're going to make it, but it's, it's still close. Yeah. Um, well, I think San Francisco, I mean, we could do it real quick. I think San Francisco is imploding. I yeah. There's still, they still have the spot above, uh, St. Louis. I kind of, I would fear the most out of that. Um, I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think anybody that plays the Cubs is oh, going to lose yeah. to the Cubs. Right. I think your point about St. Louis, I'll agree with you on one thing, is that if anybody's going to beat the Cubs, it might be the Cardinals just yes. because of the rivalry thing. Right. Um, but, hey, who knows? The Mets have been streaking. Maybe the Mets could do it. You know, right. the Mets have suddenly been good for a month. So. Right. And American League, I – could care less about all the four teams that are <laughs> I hate them You're all. A... I mean, Cleveland is probably my most favorite because I like Terry Franconia, but then the Boston, I don't care. Yeah. Texas, blah. Blue Jays, I'd rather the Orioles, but there's no chance the Orioles are going to do it. I, the Blue Jays entertain me. Uh, the Mariners, yeah, a little bit. Mariners, Cano, I love Cano. The Mariners are so out of it. No, they're not. They're only like a game and a half out of the it last wild card like spot. It's over. Yeah, but yeah. that's because Detroit's in between them and and Baltimore. But yeah, it's probably going to be Toronto and Baltimore. But 
Um, I love watching Cano play, though. I mean, yeah. Uh, oh, God, I love Robinson Cano. And that's the thing about Toronto is, yeah, they're a bunch of, like, jackasses, but there's a lot of guys that are fun to watch hit because they could just mash home runs at any time. Right. No, I'd rather, like, Seattle, Houston, or the Yankees up in those spots. That would be way more entertaining. Yeah, you're just upset that your boy Altuve is not making the playoffs. Dude, Houston it gets better every year. I'm telling you, one year they're going to be up there. In like three more years. Oh, they're such um, a good organization, too. I love their their farm system right now. Yeah, I think I, for some reason, as much as I am, you know, we you said it, but I'm the same way. I love Terry Francona, but I just have a feeling that Texas is going to make it out of the – the AL. I don't know why. You think as the uh, World Series? I Some of it's the ballpark, but every time I turn it on, it's like Texas scored 45 runs today. They do score a lot. I don't know. They I always Cleveland have. has a better staff and bullpen. Uh, Cleveland's probably more well-rounded, yeah. yeah. But Texas has like a couple of aces that just could dominate, right? So, But, dude, the Red Sox lately are just like unbelievable. So... I, I still have a hard do it again time. Too. So the Red Sox, I have a hard time with because, like, oh my God, they're incredible right now. Yeah, but David Price, I guess David Price is pitching well again, but really they, well, yeah. They just don't have pitching outside of him. I mean, they, they do. Have, what's his name? Uh, Porcello. Rick Porcello's back. He was up just call me, call time. me a non-believer in Rick oh. Porcello. <laughs> and then they have um, another old guy, or Clay Buckholtz is great. Mm. And then one other dude that's like an old time guy that I remember. Uh, he was oil and Boyd. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't. I get. I mean, yeah. So they their pitching staff has been doing better. Yeah, um, much better than the whole season, in my opinion. No, I mean, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, Porcel is having a good year. Uh, right, is right back though the knuckleballer? I don't. I don't think he's back. No. Yeah, if they have Wright, then they have Price and Porcello and Wright, I guess. Oh, I Drew Pomeranz. That's the guy who's pitching good right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's he so is, streaky, but... but he's great right now. I like that team, actually. I just, I don't know. Oh, wait. Maybe, it's my, maybe it's my anti-Boston bias. I don't know. But... Right. Yeah. Uh... What do you mean you don't like such stars as Jackie Bradley Jr.? Their youth is is incredible. Yeah, that know. that that you got to give them credit for that. That is amazing. I think they have the best first baseman, Hanley. Hanley at first is such a great gimmick, and still hitting. And still hitting. No, they're they're. I think they're nine and one in their last ten games. Well, Bradley and Betts and you know that outfield. Bradley and Betts and then is Mookie Betts going to win an MVP this year? Is that guy that good? Maybe <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, I don't. You know, I haven't been paying attention to the AL as much, but Betts is definitely. Yeah, I don't pay attention to it either. It's so funny. It's like it's like a foreign land to me. <laughs> yeah. No, Betts yeah, is. Of twenty-two wins, and you're not a believer. Not a believer. Wow. I don't know. I just maybe it's just because I've watched. You know, the thing about Porcello is he was that guy on the Tigers that every year I they were know. like. Porcello's going to be great this year, and he was never great. And he's been going to be great next year, every year of his career. But, like, 
he's been pitching for like seven Forever. years, yeah. and he's only like twenty seven years old. I know. So he's just been in the league for so long, right? That I don't know. I just maybe it's my maybe it's seeing him be the guy that's going to be good at some point for so long uh-huh. that I just don't believe it, even though he is good. Maybe that's all it is. Right. Uh, maybe you're right. So you're, are you picking Boston to come out of the um, AL? I mean, right now, if I had to, like, pick, I probably would pick Boston, yeah. All right, Boston. I, I picked I Texas. I would Boston Nats because I have faith the Nats are going to get hot, and it's all about getting hot at the right time. It doesn't matter. Like, who knows if – what if Severino decides, like, in this alternate – this is a Severino from the same universe where Daniel Murphy came from, and he's just the greatest catcher ever. You don't Maybe know. since he's been up, he's just been taking swing lessons from yeah. Murphy. You I never mean, know. Daniel Murphy, maybe he knows the secret. And he tells, like, Jason Worth, this is what you do. And Jason Worth just goes off. There you go. Well, they need Murphy to get healthy. Right. Murphy's uh, a huge I, key. If we don't have him in the play- postseason, I say it's over. <laughs> pray for pray for, pray for, for his buttocks. Right. Um, and I Harper, think, oh, my well, God. So, Harper, they basically say if he'd be playing right now if it wasn't sort of non non-important game. Relatively it matters, but it doesn't matter type of thing. And so Harper's going to essentially play like, what, two more games yeah. and basically have like three, two and a half weeks off over the, you know, until next Friday right. other than a couple games. So maybe that's what Harper needs. And Did it had pitch to, to him do with... in the postseason. I think they'll pitch to him. Wow. I would say if he gets hot, they're not. I think the first two games he's going to be facing lefties who will pitch to him oh, and he, he gets hot it's over we we win that's it all right you're here you heard it here first heard, if he's that way he was at the beginning of the season where he was just hitting home runs at will <laughs> it's over uh, that's what i want to see more than anything else is bryce harper yeah. bryce Harper just hitting home runs all if the he time he wants to make billions of dollars that's what he has to do let's be honest i will say there is one guy on this team that maybe could actually like will himself to play better and it's Harper. He's yeah. a big he's a big moment guy. Yeah. I'm so. so excited for the Major League Baseball playoffs and everyone else should be too. You can't take this for granted, Cole. It's not gonna be easy. It wasn't easy this year. It won't be easy next year. But the Mets there. will be the That's Mets will be healthier next year. The Braves and the Phillies are getting better every oh. year. It's not easy. Get excited. They're playing in the playoffs. Exactly. Um oh Speaking of, like, Twitter and stuff, because I am at Culmination. And I am at Nationals Review. Um, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I've you've been using there's that app on the phone that I do for sports. Not ESPN, the, like, sports one. What's it called? Sports appness. It's blue. <laughs> you know what I'm Never talking? heard of it. All right, Never anyway, heard of it. There's another app. So you probably do this in every app, and I'm just a fool. But I follow the game sometime completely on Twitter. You can, like, pick Twitter. Oh, and so, it will just show you, like, tweets about that particular game? Yeah, and, like, someone is there that's doing, like, the pitch count, and there's someone there doing, like, the plays, and then there's other people, like, talking about the atmosphere in the stadium. There's I've never like, heard of that. Yes. Yeah, so I wonder if that, that is. It. I had it up the other day while I was watching the game, and I'm like, I found myself almost reading more about what was going on than watching on TV. Interesting. And what's the app called? God, 
Why can't I find it right now when I want to find it? I'm looking for sports. And I it's know. all right, Colt. We'll put a, we'll put a link on it. It is on my phone. That's why I'm a fool. <laughs> uh, here it is. It is the score. The score. Yeah, you go to the game that you want to, uh, I guess, follow. And then you'll have a thing. It'll say stats, like uh, scoring summary. And then there's tweets. And you go there and you can follow the whole game. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, it's really exciting. So I'm sure we'll both be tweeting during uh, the playoffs this season. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be back to conclude it all, hopefully, as champions or even going into the World Series. Yeah, we'll probably, you know, at some point uh, we'll, we'll talk again before this whole yeah. thing is over. Maybe uh, maybe as the uh, NLDS is is in full swing, we'll try and get that. Yeah. All right. Excellent, Paul. Um, Great. So everyone go to the We will see you at the park. See you at the park.